The Film Guide with Sam and Chris, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome to the St Albans Film Guide. It is I, local film fan Chris Aikman, and uh, we have our guide this week, Dr Samantha Rolfe, um, film historian, and you will be guiding us through the films on in the cinemas and on streaming and on free-to-air television as well, won't you, Sam? Yes, indeed. And I would just like to correct the record and say I'm not a film historian. I, I make that mistake every month. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, yeah. My wide-ranging okay. knowledge would say otherwise, obviously. but I'll get it right one of these days. So, first up, uh, we have films in the cinema. There's You've got one uh, major release this uh, week actually coming out on Monday the 31st of July, and that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. That's right, yeah. I mean, the cinemas have been full to the brim with the Barbie movie, and I'm sure Oppenheimer has had equally (laughs) as many people go to it. Uh, So this one's been delayed a few days, I think, just to allow for for that to sort of die down a little bit, perhaps. So rather than the sort of typical Friday release, it's it's pushed to Monday, yeah. And I watched the trailer for this and, you know, I grew up watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon. Uh, whether those were reruns from the 70s, I don't know if they or if it was like coming out while I was that age. I've got no idea, but you know, so I'm familiar with the with the mutant verse, the ninja mutant verse. Yeah. The trailer though, it left a lot to be desired. I had no idea what the plot was supposed to be, other than the turtles were in it. Okay. And that was pretty much all I got from it. But the animation style looks pretty cool. I think maybe they've taken a few um, ideas, not ideas, but they've sort of taken direction, I suppose, from like the Spider-Verse style animation, where it's like not sort of a very classic style. It's a sort of more edgy, computer-aided style, perhaps. So to let's see what it's about maybe sure we will see what it's about maybe but yes i agree the 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 animation style does look fun and from yeah the clips i've seen of it it looks like it has sort of yeah sort of a similar maybe humor to uh, spider-verse films and uh, yeah it seems like it'd be a, a fun fun rom like you say uh, sort of aiming for a different crowd than than Oppenheimer and Barbie. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, there are a lot of names in this, which, you know, if they hadn't, you know, they, I'm assuming, wouldn't sign up to what will be a terrible film. So it's probably going to be all right. Sure. Let's go with that. Mm. So there's only one sort of, there are other films, obviously, out in the cinemas, see your local listings, but we've sort of covered that's the big release this week. Uh, new to streaming, however, we have, I believe, on Netflix, something called Miraculous, colon, Ladybug and Cat Noir, the movie. Yeah, that's right. I read the blurb for this. and I should say, sorry, that the colon that I said there is a punctuation rather than it's about a miraculous colon. <laughs> wow, yeah, that, that, would, that did sound... Yeah, not I, should, great. I should clarify. Yes, I'm. I'm so glad you did. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so I read the blurb for this, and apparently, it's based on a globally beloved miraculous franchise. I mm-hmm. think maybe I missed this. 
Have you heard of it? I have not, but then okay. again, I'm not a child, and it sounds well, like this is something aimed at children. That's that's right. Yeah, it does. It is an anima- animation, and the main character kind of looked like the the mom from The Incredibles. I can't remember okay. her name now. Mrs. Incredible. Ela- Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Yes, thank you. So I don't know if there's some inspiration from that, but it's not a Disney thing. It's not a Pixar thing, as far as I could tell. And well, obviously it's on it's on Netflix, so unlikely to be a Disney thing. Apparently bestowed with magical powers of creation, which seems like a lot of responsibility. Ladybug must unite with her opposite Cat Noir to save Paris as a new villain unleashes chaos unto the city. <laughs> so it seems it's based on a French TV show okay. called Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Globally uh, beloved. Its, it's in its fifth season, but you can watch it on uh, maybe Disney Plus, potentially, in this country, if you wanted okay. to. If you're interested in the yes, two Parisian teenagers transforming into superheroes. I mean, it's. It, I'm not saying it sounds bad, I just was confused by it being globally beloved. Like... Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it, like you know, we can't know it all. We can't have on, seen and heard of everything. It's on Nickelodeon in the US. Sure. Okay. Well, maybe, perhaps it is globally beloved. But like you say, we're not ch- we're not children or teenagers, and yeah, yeah, I don't think it's aimed at us. <laughs> but I'm glad it's getting a movie if that's the case. So well done for it. Yeah, well done, cat lady and the bug person. That's definitely um, not what it's called. But okay, ladybug and cat noir. Uh, so yes, that is new to uh, cinemas and new to streaming this week. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Sam's Friday Fright Night. So Sam, where are we going for your Friday Fright Night? Well, Chris, we Today have is got Friday. I'm looking for a fright. That's right. I mean, we've already seen this movie, so <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're not going to be scared specifically today. No, I know I mean, what happens. We can go off and watch our horror after this if you'd like. No, I'm all right. Oh, I thought you just said you were looking for a right. I'm confused. It was more of a segue into this section and it's now gone off the rails. Okay, well, let's bring it back onto the rails and talk about the movie Pearl, which yes. is a sequel to the movie X. Well, it's a prequel to the movie but- X. Yes, that is actually entirely correct. <laughs> but like, yeah. it is the second film, so okay. the second film, but that it's a prequel. That's what prequel means. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So the second movie in the series, <laughs> and there is to be a third, I believe. There is. And this follows the early, well, mid to late teenage years. Would you say? No, wait. She's she's older than that, isn't she? I think she's meant to be sort of early twenties. Early twenties. I don't know where I was with her age. <laughs> I was like, she seemed young in that film, but actually, she, she was young, married. She, she's married. And... Yeah, but then it was like the nineteen tens or whatever. It was nineteen eighteen. Yeah, the nineteen tens. Yeah. And so people married young back then, you know. She could she could have been eighteen. To be fair, she could have been yes. So. She was, yeah, she was a young woman still, and it follows sort of a, her development <laughs> over time. And we've already seen what happens in X, 
but I don't know. I don't really. I don't want to like spoil it too much because it's so good. I don't. Yes. So X... and it's they're not that old. These movies, so people might not have had chance to see them yet. X and Pearl are both written by and directed by Ty West. And so X, the first film, is set in 1979. And that's when we first meet Pearl, who's this old lady living with her also old husband on this farm. <laughs> and Sorry. also old husband. That's just funny. Yeah, she might have had a... I know, it's just a funny phrasing. <laughs> her equally old, old husband... And then, you know, it's a horror movie. They do bad stuff. We'll keep yeah. it that. Yeah. yeah. And in that film, um, Pearl and the main character in X, uh, who's called Maxine, uh, both played by Mia Goth. And so the first film, she's playing Pearl with old age makeup. And then in this one, she is also, she's playing young Pearl. Mm. And... It's, you know, we, we don't have to, to spoil anything in terms of, you know, plot or anything, but she, no. she is living on this farm. It's, it's in 1918, her husband, uh, Howard, is serving abroad in World War One. She hasn't heard from him in a long time, doesn't know if he's alive or dead, really. Mm-hmm. She's living with her family, her German immigrant parents, and but her father is, her mum's quite a conservative sort of Christian woman and her father is uh, disabled and cannot care for himself and so Pearl is the main caregiver but she she harbors dreams and aspirations of of greatness of being in the of leaving home and getting on in the pictures and being on the silver screen yeah she loves to go to the cinema she loves to go to the cinema in town she she's not allowed because 1918 this is during the Spanish influenza pandemic Mm. So um, I thought that was interesting, given what we've all just been through. Yes, to see and that sort of depicted on the screen. Yes, it, the sort of and yes, you see Pearl developing into more of the woman that you see in X. Mm. It's safe to say, but the main thing to say about this is I think that Mia Goth is exceptional. We bow in down. The film. We bow down. There's a bit, especially near the end, where she does kind of an unbroken like the camera doesn't cut or anything like that sort of an unbroken monologue just camera right in her face and it's just it's just great it's wonderful and how am i gonna how am i gonna phrase this horror movies generally i think i consider one of the more trashier genres there there are a lot of to you if you think that there are a lot of what you consider trashy horror movies there are a lot of obviously great ones as well but i think people don't hold the general public maybe don't hold horror movies into as high esteem as other genres obviously not you dear listener and so obviously no if you're listening to this you're you're much more intelligent and if and, and so like and i would say it's the same with you know the academy awards and all those sort of things they don't they don't recognize these films but Mia Goth is doing such exceptional work in this. Uh, I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see people saying like when this came out earlier in the year, or sort of you know, but before when it came out in America. In fact, that she should be nominated for an Oscar for this. It's like, yeah, yeah, I see it <laughs> absolutely. But if if it was the work she was doing was in another just sort of drama, 
type yeah. thing. He didn't if have it was like a war elements. drama. If it was a war drama of a woman left by, a, you know, her husband's off fighting war and she's now sort of trapped in this house with a... And it, if, if everything that I described minus the horror sort of elements and the sort of slasher elements to it, you know, I think people would have been all over that. Mm. But, you know, it's not. It's sort of, I think horror is sometimes considered a lesser sort of art form in a way. Okay. But then, like... I don't know, name all the war films that have been nominated for Academy Awards. Well, exactly. So you had, like, just, I mean, just last year, one of the big nominees was All Quiet on the Western Front. And. Gross. Yes, it is. It is gross. That's that's what the film's about. Yeah. But it's the same thing. Isn't it? That's essentially kind of the same thing, like you're saying. Just because it, like, just because you put it under the banner of horror, people are like, Oh no, that's not a high art enough art form for me. Well, but, yeah, glo- but glorify war forever, that's fine. Well, uh, we've discussed this many times. All Quiet on the Western Front is not glorifying war in any way, shape, or form. I haven't seen it, so I can't specifically it's, say about that film, but other the, war movies do it's it. It's a very well known anti war book and film. I did read it one time. <laughs> so you have read you have read the book, yeah, like the famous when I, anti-war book. When I was like fourteen or something, I don't know. And I was anti-war then, and I'm anti-war now. No one needs to convince me. Good, you're not the one who's convincing though. When no. it comes to war, this is true. Anyway, we digress. I mean, digress. I digress. Uh, but I would highly recommend Pearl. I would highly recommend X as well. I mean, start with X. I I also think. They, they're obviously made in that order. I think to a certain extent you can enjoy you can enjoy both individually. Yeah. There's there's a follow through and there are things from having watched them in the order we did, which is the sort of order they were made. Mm. There are bits in Pearl that you're like, oh, that's the thing from the first film. Or, you know, things, themes repeat and sort of, you know, stuff comes up again and again. Mm. But if you hadn't seen X... I still think you would have got a lot out of out of this. Yeah, definitely. Like you could easily watch it standalone. Um and there's a great acting from a crocodile in both. Yes. I do love an animal actor, as we know from Lamb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're looking forward to the third instalment. The third one. Maxine. Maxine, yeah. So this so is then going back to the seventies time period. Back to the future. That's a good idea, isn't it? We should do something about that. <laughs> yeah, let's write it down. Quick, before <laughs> copyright it before anyone else takes the idea. Anyway, but yeah. that is our recommendation for Friday Fright Night. Pearl, directed by Ty West. And uh, next up, we're going to talk about Sam's picks of films on free-to-air television. <laughs> Right, back for part three, and this is our, well, Sam's picks. I was about to say, I was about to take partial credit for this. Uh, this is Sam's picks of films on free-to-air television, starting with Saturday. Nothing nothing interesting on a Friday. Starting with Saturday on E4 at 7.15pm, we have My Super Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> this movie. I know why you picked this. <laughs> well, because... 
Um, I love Uma Thurman, obviously. And just, I'm pretty sure this probably doesn't hold up. I don't know. (laughs) It's been almost 20 years. When was the last time you saw this film? 2006. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I had it on DVD for a time. I might still have it. It might have got purged at some point. But we potentially purged it. Yeah. Um, what is it? Luke Wilson. Yep. Uh, Eddie Eddie Izzard's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's amazing what I can actually remember sometimes. But yeah, at the time, I remember it being a, a, a comedy. It's silly. However, it is about you know a needy. I don't know how to describe her, but like Uma Thurman's character is dumped by. Luke Wilson. I don't, do you know what I don't even really remember? Well, listener, watch it to, <laughs> watch it to find out. Fill in the like, gaps from where Sam has the, left you hanging there. Yeah, it was a it was a silly comedy at its in the time at its time. Like I say, there's probably a few jokes in there that don't hold up, and probably like a lot of what what's the words? Not stigmas, stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes, but also when in a film. This is a fun game. <laughs> It's a film word, Chris. You should know it. Where you need to give me more than that than in a film. Tropes, tropes, tropes. There's probably a lot of stereotypical stereotyping and tropes, and probably jokes at the expense of someone's mental health and horrible things like that. So maybe this was a terrible idea. I've decided. No, nope, we're going to watch it, Sam. <laughs> so that's my super ex-girlfriend at seven fifteen oh, on no. E4 on Sunday. You've picked. Three films. One of them is at twenty-five past one in the morning, and that is. We're not going to talk about it that much because we've talked about it a lot in this podcast. But Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and that's on BBC Two at one twenty-five. Yeah, brilliant movie. Sad uh, it's on during the graveyard shift, but maybe you're maybe you're that's when you're awake. You should, and it might then go on to iPlayer. That's true. Well. Yes. So Adele Hanel and Noemi Malon are wonderful in it. And Absolutely brilliant. So at six p.m. E for a film that I can say has held up because I we've watched it sort of not in the last couple of years, but we've watched it sort of relatively recently. Definitely. And that's Galaxy Quest. That's right. So this is a cast of actors who play sci-fi heroes in obviously a make-believe tv show similar to star trek and aliens invade the earth looking for their help to fight an evil alien overlord type situation and of course there are any actors so they don't know what they're actually doing (laughs) they can't actually fight space aliens it's very funny and loads of great people in it alan Rickman. Great cast: Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver Tim yeah. Allen, Sam Rockwell's in it in a re- relatively early mm. role of his. So, Shaloub, yeah, holds up, is fun, is on at an appropriate time of the afternoon evening <laughs> that you're not <laughs> yes. going to be asleep for. Well, yeah. So then later in the evening, the third film on a Sunday, uh, taking a, a pivot from Galaxy Quest, we have at ten thirty p.m. on BBC One Pride. Yeah, that's right. This is not one. That I've seen, you haven't seen it either, Chris. I know that. I have not. It's on. It's on our list, isn't it? Twenty fourteen. So we've had a decade almost to watch this. It's about, as far as I understand, about um, LGBTQ plus activists and mining strikes and how 
they sort of work it's, together. Yeah, it's, it's about sort of solidarity between communities yeah. and supporting each other. Very relevant in today's political climate. Yes, unfortunately. We still need to fight for these rights and kept, and not just fight for them, but keep to keep them because they're being slowly stripped away from minority groups one at a time. Monday, the 31st of July, How to Train Your Dragon. So this is a movie that, again... <laughs> at film four, 12.50pm. We... has been on the list for a long time. We actually eventually have managed to watch it. We watched it last year, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah, much to my colleagues' uh, dismay, every, like, f- few months he'd be like, have you seen this yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause... we have now, David. We have now watched it. And it was very... I. It was very good. It, hence, yep. recommending it here. Uh, this is a uh, animated film about a world in which dragons dragons exist, and the human population often try and fight and kill them. And they, you know, have like competitions who can kill the most dragons. And there's lots of different types of dragons and things like that. But in a way, it's kind of like Pride, where <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna take it back. Link where... <laughs> back communities were persecuting other communities and it turned out if they just spoke to one another and stood in solidarity there was no need to fight in the end that works better than i thought it would right tuesday the (laughs) first of august it was a it's a beautiful film and even if you know you think oh it's an animated film it's for kids actually i got a lot out of it so would recommend 3 15 p.m on film four on tuesday the first of august we have Earth versus the Flying Saucers from 1956. Yeah. <laughs> this is, is, I don't know, it's, I want to say it's a classic sci-fi. I don't know if it is. I've never seen it. It's an old sci-fi. It, it is old. It doesn't mean the same thing. No. So it could be absolute trash. As you a lot say of something else, sir. I was not. <laughs> I, know what, I know what you would have said in that <laughs> situation. But... The thing that caught my eye was the fact that the special effects here are by Ray Harryhausen, who was famously did special effects, <laughs> yep. worked on things like Clash of the Titans, and yes, I heard you say Jason and the Argonauts just then. Mm, yeah, and um, so I just thought, oh, I don't know when his like main body of work was like whether he was sort of his most famous era was more towards the 70s 80s i don't know i would have said it was earlier with things like jason the argonauts when it was like stop motion animated you say earlier when was that oh that's a good question sam stall for time when i find out so earth versus flying saucers i'm sure there's lots of like alien effects and maybe some stop motion and, or like early doors, stop motion, maybe, probably. So, Jason and the Argonauts was nineteen sixty three. So actually, just after this. So this is probably about classic Harryhausen, like coming into his classic era. So I just thought it'd be interesting to watch because of you know seeing that progression, seeing like what kind of effects are in it in nineteen fifty six versus like moving later on into Jason and the Argonauts, etc. So that's why it's yeah. on the list. Lovely. Can't, you know, say the plot's going to be any good or anything like that. Right. 
then skipping Wednesday on to Thursday, the 3rd of August, our last film of the week at 9pm on Great Movies, we have Life. That's right. This is a sci-fi horror. It's not, <laughs> it can't be any good then. Which is about a mission where they've collected a sample from Mars and they believe there's probably biological material in there, maybe some kind of life of some kind. And they're experimenting on it, coming back towards Earth, bringing this sample home. And um, things don't go very well. Spoilers! <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, I'm not going to spoil... Like, no. Okay. I mean, 2017, not super old, but like, if you haven't seen this and you do like sci-fi with horror elements, then... I would thoroughly recommend this movie. Like, we watched it relatively recently, or at least I did. You did. Okay. I rewatched this relatively recently, and I still really enjoyed it. And I thought that the sort of twists and turns were still really good. And the, like, casting is great as well. I don't know. I just can't. I would highly, highly recommend it. So if you've not seen it yet, here's your opportunity. Yes. I would. Yeah. The, the cast is one of its. Top bit, it's got uh, Ryan Reynolds, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, it's got Rebecca Ferguson, it's got Hiroyuki Sonada. It's, yeah, got a stacked cast mm. of, uh, of actors. So definitely worth a go. Absolutely. Would highly recommend. Haven't said that yet. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well, that is it for the film guide this week. Uh, please do listen again next week where you'll be guided by... Uh, Danny and Howard and then us two will be back in two weeks time for more of this wonderful sort of banter and back and forth and will they won't they (laughs) (laughs) spoilers they will (laughs) so (laughs) wrap it up wrap it up (laughs) okay so uh, anyway yeah that really took me sorry It's all right. It was meant to. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. Take it easy, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.